Is it possible that Bitcoin will hit 5,000 by the end of September? How to get more free bad coin? That's right, you heard me, bad coin. And what scams and skullduggery should you be aware of while riding the crypto high seas? Arr, matey, it's time for another bad crypto podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. And welcome to episode number 14 of the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious. I, for one, continue to be intensely curious about crypto as I go down the rabbit hole. My name is Joel Kamm, and alongside me is the other crypto-curious compadre, Travis Wright. Hey, Trav. Hello, Mr. Joel Kamm. Episode 14 is here. We've been churning these things out like crazy, sir. We're, we're churning them out like crypto we're we're just printing coins here we're printing digital ones and zeros yeah, we're, 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 and we're creating so many episodes it's like fiat money it is we just I, create almost. as many as we want only <laughs> worthless kind of like fiat money uh and the bad coin giveaway continues as our thank you to you our loyal audience we are really grateful and we have now officially given away to those in our audience, more than 21 million of our completely and utterly worthless bad coin. <laughs> and what does 21 million signify, Travis? 21 million. That is the exact number of Bitcoin that will ever be in existence. And it's pretty yeah. cool that we've given away 21 million bad coin that are worth nothing. It's very yeah. Exciting. Well, the, actually, a few people have traded their bad coin on I the BitShares exchange. That. They're they're trying to giving them value. <laughs> yeah. So, so some people are thinking, hey, these guys might use this someday. But this is not an ICO because we're not selling it. We're not making any securities offerings. This is just a free token that you may be able to redeem for something one day. And certainly if you want to trade it on the BitShares exchange, you can. But it's not an ICO. It's an ICG, an initial coin giveaway. I just made that up. Yeah, it's good. It's a token of thanks. It's a token of our esteem. <laughs> and we're going to keep offering this to you for a limited time. This could be cut off at any time. So as a listener, if you want to get your 50,000 free bad coin, then go to badco.in forward slash 012. It's episode number 12 of the show. And you could also find it on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash bad crypto yeah but now i mean you're listening to this you might need to scroll down substantially that's why badco.in slash zero one two is the best way because it actually gives you the complete uh, screenshot tutorial of how to do that uh, i did the screenshots from the app that you download you can all it also looks a little bit different if you are going through the browser version so keep that in mind i know there were some comments of people going hey it looks a little bit differently i'm like yeah but all the same buttons are still there so go ahead and click on create the wallet or the create the account whichever one you wanted and if you and you also need to to get to the bitshares uh link so that is 
badco.in forward slash bitshares, B-I-T-S-H-A-R-E-S. It's all right there in the show notes for you guys. So uh, we don't want to beat a dead bad coin. <laughs> but uh, I, I did make a discovery just yesterday speaking to my friend Michael O'Neill, who hosts the Solopreneur Hour, also a popular podcast on iTunes and all the places that you can put podcasts into your ear holes, as he likes to say. And he told me that one of the things that iTunes really looks at in order to determine your rankings is the number of people who subscribe and review your show. Now, as of this recording, we have hit a new high in the investing category. We hit number six of all investing podcasts in, in iTunes. All the land. But we will settle for nothing less than complete world domination. And so here's a quick ask for you. And we're going to jump in content here. And it's going to be content rich, I promise. But here's a quick ask. If you have given us a review in the past, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We want to do something to encourage those of you who have not yet clicked the subscribe button to uh, to do so. It's just a favor to us. Click subscribe. And if you write a new review for us on iTunes, do a quick screen capture of it and send that review to us along with your BitShares name, which is what you got when you registered for BitShares to be able to claim your bad coin. And we will throw another, get this, 100,000 bad coin. Whoa, 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 whoa. How much? How much? 100,000. This is getting crazy. I know, right? It's bad. So, crap. Uh, write your review and right away capture a screenshot of what you've submitted and send it to us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com along with your BitShares name. And if you didn't do a BitShares name, go ahead and follow the previous instructions to uh, to do that now. And we will really appreciateify that. We have a bevy of questions that have come in. I'm not sure how many in a bevy, but um, they keep coming and you guys can send them to us via voicemail or email. The first one comes in from Robbie uh, Stelly, who asks, as marketing experts, we got him fooled, don't we? Uh, do you think it would be a good idea for Bitcoin Cash to change its name to something else now that it's ridden on Bitcoin's coattails and in order to establish its own unique and less similar identity? What do you think of that, Travis? Um, you know, it's interesting if you take a look at that, and, and they're already talking about having another fork in November, right? I mean, what the fork's going on with Bitcoin? How many Bitcoins are there going to be? So Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Check, Bitcoin Grip. Bitcoin dollars. I mean, what? How many are they going to have? I don't know. shares. There's Bitcoin. I'm just scrolling through some of the top ones in the uh, the space. I think a lot have tried to leverage the Bitcoin name to some degree. Uh, do you think they should change it, or does it matter? Um, you know, it's interesting because they're, they're trying to they're trying to connect the two. They're trying to create some continuity because it did fork off of the original Bitcoin um, blockchain. And so, you know, it's it's a debate because it, it is confusing to people, right? I don't know that I have the, the, the exact answer. I think they're probably pretty smart if they named it something like, you know, Jimmy Coin. I mean, who would care about it? I mean, there's a thousand of them. But since it's called Bitcoin Cash, 
it's worth six hundred and fifty dollars. It made it all the way up to nine hundred dollars the other day. Right. That wouldn't have happened if it was named Jimmy Coin. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I don't think they're going to change it. I think that they're going to keep it exactly as it is. And I am still holding the Bitcoin cash that I got as part of the fork when Bitcoin did its little splitty mix splitty thing. And I'm fine with it. I think they need a diet cherry vanilla Bitcoin. <laughs> I'd buy some of that. Less filling. Tastes great. <laughs> hey, guys. I love the podcast, and it's uh, it's pretty exciting how you guys went viral just after, really, right when you started. Pretty cool. Um, I do have a question. So I was wondering, with, with all of these different altcoins and, and different cryptocurrencies coming out, will that eventually dilute the value of Bitcoin? Because it's just like now... All that, um, I guess, all that that big giant pool of money is no longer put into Bitcoin, but now it's like divided up into, let's say, in the future, a thousand different currencies. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts about it, and if all these coins that pop up, if you think it uh, might actually be bad for the overall Bitcoin market in the future. All right, thanks. Fantastic question that came in from our Google voicemail from unknown caller because you didn't say your name. So you're almost famous. If you call us at 708-885-9030, make sure and let us know who you are. So almost famous person. I just saw a video today. A gentleman who is very involved in Bitcoin and has been for years says that we are currently over $150 million $150 billion market cap, and he said in three years, it's going to be over a trillion. So that's like eight times what it's at now, he says, in three years, which means the whole industry is growing. There's more tokens and coins that are popping up on a regular basis, and as long as those tokens have a unique utility, I don't think they're going to take away from Bitcoin. You know, as Travis and I have referenced in the past, think of Bitcoin as a store of wealth. It is the gold of the crypto industry. And while there are some that say we want to make it easier to spend, there are other currencies that will be more directly associated with their utility, making it easier to use them, right? I, you know, I, I fully agree. I mean, that's, that's a crazy number if you think we're at 100 and $50 billion. And a lot of people have talked about the bubble, right? Is there a crypto bubble going on? And uh, I found an awesome uh, post on, on Twitter and I shared it on our Instagram uh, account. That's a bad crypto podcast on Instagram. And it showed the difference between the two. And, you know, $150 billion for crypto and in the, the dot-com bubble uh, of, uh, of uh, early 2000, late 1999, that was $6.7 trillion. So that's a lot. That's, that's, that, that's a big, that's a ton of growth opportunity, a lot of money to be made, and a lot of really interesting technologies are going to pop out. So I don't know that it's going to dilute the value of Bitcoin. And you know what? It may. You know, what's going to happen is over time with, with, with te the technology of Bitcoin and the different forks that are happening, happening to Bitcoin, and as they're increasing the block size, 
You know, uh, Bitcoin may not be the number one coin down the road. Um, you know, it, it may turn into that we may see Ethereum or one of these other coins becoming the more prevalent coin down the road. Now, I wouldn't make that as I wouldn't, you know, say I'm, I'm a prognosticator on that and, and predict that. But, you know, there is 21 million of them and there's only 84 million Litecoin. And, you know, potentially, you know, somebody will, will could become the leader. But it seems to me that, that Bitcoin is the one that uh, is being used uh, the most. And it's the one that is being accepted the most by retailers. And as that trend continues, I don't see it diluting the value because... The thing is, is there's just a small portion of society that have jumped into the cryptocurrency world at this point. And as more people uh, like you find folks that are listening to our show, you guys start getting an understanding of how it all works. More people are going to jump in and more money will flow into crypto. So I don't know that it's going to be diluted, um, especially as more people are entering the market, right? I don't disagree. Uh, last question to finish out our bevy of questions from today. Andy Harris says, my question for your show is this. Even with these additional uses, which is great because this is a great follow-up, how do you think adoption will be slowed by the constant negative light that's being painted by the mainstream media? Um, I guess we did a poll that asked people about their knowledge of Bitcoin and what it's used for. He says, I consider myself knowledgeable, but every time I mention it to my friends or family, I met with eye rolls, doubt, and even, oh, isn't that just what drug dealers and child molesters use on the dark web? Personally, I feel it's ignorance, but ultimately, I think it will hurt crypto adoption long term. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think crypto is legitimizing itself now as we're seeing like we just talked about in the last question so many utilities for it so many real use studies for how these tokens are going to be used and i think anybody that's looking at how bitcoin was initially used is kind of living in the past and here we are in 2017 and there are legitimate uses for cryptocurrency and it doesn't help uh, you know, when people talk about this, but those people ultimately are going to be late to the game. And, and Travis, I've got a, um, a case in point for this. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, let me ask you if you know, are you aware of who um, initiated e-commerce on the web? Who The, the person who first initiated e-commerce? Not the person. What industry was really the one that brought e-commerce into our world. Right. Well, you know, historically, porn has been the industry that has brought a lot of these uh, these advancements in technology, right? I don't know if porn yeah. was the one that, that, that let off e-commerce, but I know that, you know, porn is always on the forefront of these technologies to see how they can use it to uh, to gain more revenue from their particular, you know, their user base. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So, uh, and of, of course, this is not an endorsement of, of, you know, the dark side of humanity at all. But the fact of the matter is, is that many of the technologies that we now take for granted, you know, whether they're e-commerce or, uh, you know, video streaming, uh, many of these were solutions that were pioneered by those in the porn industry. And, you know, by the same token, just, be, but we use them now for, you know, 
really benevolent, wonderful purposes that have nothing to do with where they originated. And just because bad people have used cryptocurrency um, in the past, it really has nothing to do with how modern civilization can leverage the power of it for good. Yeah, so that's one of the things that I would consider as well is, you know, mainstream media, one of the things they do is they are, you know, sharing the narratives that they want to, uh, that their maybe overlords are making them talk about, right? Fear, doubt, under, you know, it, that's a big part of what the media does. Very rarely do you get on the news and hear uplifting, wonderful stories about anything, right? It's mostly fear-based stuff. So, you know, keep that in mind. And, you know, yeah, sure, some drug dealers and, and uh, we're using it on the dark web, um, but that does not mean that that's the only use case for it. Those were some of the early adopters. And I bet some of those people are like, oh my God, I spent five Bitcoin on some marijuana are you online. Are you serious? I bet they wish they hadn't have done that. <laughs> right. And now we've brought in some new associates today to bring us the news. Uh, they're from the deep, deep South. And we're going to turn it over to Clem and Django at the news desk. Well, in the, in the Bitcoin news today, this here is Clem. Django, you over there? I believe I'm over here. Um, I'm somewhere. Oh. I'm pretty much, I'm right here in front of my computer. Is that, is that what you mean? Yep. Uh, let, let's let's go ahead and take a look at the state of the market here today, Django. Uh, Bitcoin's up. Uh, uh, Ethereum's up. Ripple's up. Litecoin's up. There's just a whole lot of green here on the charts today. I see, I see mostly green. You know, it looks like my pasture. I've seen a lot of it. Uh, been some big, there's been some big growth out here. Neo has done gone back up over forty dollars. That's nice. Uh, Litecoin has gone over fifty dollars. Can you believe yeah, it? We, you know that there, Joel and, and Travis like that Litecoin. It's been sitting there in the forties for some time now, and it's fifty-two dollars as we speak. It was real crazy though, looking at that there Ripple, because Ripple's been hanging out down there around you know around fifteen cents, sixteen cents, seventeen cents, eighteen cents. Now or yesterday, it went up to twenty-nine cents. Joe, you know, you know, what I'm saying, Clem. <laughs> <laughs> we have to continue that. I, I forgot yeah, your name. No, I think I think that's that's enough of that. Uh, you know, Mark Cuban, uh, of course, the multi-billionaire who uh, is one of the sharks on Shark Tank, has long been a skeptic surrounding cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. He's been a naysayer. He, If you say, Mark, what do you think about Bitcoin? What does he say? Boo. Nay. Nay. Uh, but there's a story that just came out of Bloomberg News that says Bitcoin skeptic Mark Cuban to invest in cryptocurrency fund. It's a venture capital firm called One Confirmation that is planning to raise $20 million to invest in what? Blockchain-based companies. So what does that tell you? You know, it's coming around. And even these naysayers that are going, oh, no, that's just a bubble. We can't, we're not going to, that's not going to be worth anything. They're all of a sudden, they're like, whoa, yeah, uh, I guess it's going to be worth something. So, yeah, that tells you that, you know, the masses are, are coming around. More technology is being developed. And uh, it's an exciting time to be in this space. He will say nay for no longer. Uh, one more bit of news, which is actually going to feed into our training for today. This was a story that just popped up on the New York Times. Identity thieves hijack cell phone accounts to go after virtual currency. Ooh, what is that all about? Yeah, so it's wild. So there's a, there's a growing number of online attacks where hackers are calling up uh, phone companies like Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T, 
and asking them to transfer control of their victim's phone number to a device under the control of the hackers. And they are persistent. And once they get control of that phone number, they then can reset the passwords on every account that uses that phone number as a security backup, such as Google and Twitter and, and, uh, and Facebook and whatnot. And what's interesting is that, you know, they're very persistent. They're not just calling up one time. They're calling up multiple times and pinging and trying to get some rep at that company to give over that information or to switch that over without your security pin. So if you do not have a security pin with your uh, phone company, uh, your cell phone provider, you should contact them to make sure that nobody can just call in and try to switch your phone number over to another device because you're going to, you could lose control of, of a lot of stuff. And in fact, there are many scams that are taking place on the internet. Surprise, surprise. And today we want to talk about how you can avoid being scammed in the cryptocurrency realm. All right, so talking today about our training and what's going on here to how to keep yourself secure from the scammers. Um, the first way you can get scammed in cryptocurrency is with phishing schemes, not with a fishing pole like you're going out there with clam. clam? clam? Are, we going, are we going fishing again? <laughs> this is the pH fishing where... Oh, you're Django. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm Django. Clam. I don't even know Django. Is that DJ? Yeah. I got to know how to spell my name. Um, D-J-A-N-G-O, D-J-A-N-G-O, and Django was his name. Mo. Yeah, yeah. So what's happening is, is um, and I think we mentioned this on a previous episode, but we've noticed on our uh, uh, Bad Crypto Podcast at Gmail account that we've received some Slack notifications that look exactly like a Slack notification. It says, hi, Joel Com, you have a new direct message from the Propy team. And then it says in here, hey, we're happy to announce that we're running a new bounty program for every one Ethereum you own, you will receive 1.1 Ethereum free. So if you own a thousand, you'll receive a hundred free. Please log into my ether wallet slash blah, blah, blah. But when you roll over that link, it's not that link. So when you're rolling over links, you really have to be diligent and pay attention because it might the, the display link might be HTTPS uh, slash slash myetherwallet.com slash whatever. But when you roll over it, look in the lower left corner on your browser and it will tell you what the actual URL is. And it looks so so much like what the real page looks like it's easy to be fooled on even really intelligent people can be fooled so you need to pay attention yeah that's really the key to avoiding being scammed across the board is awareness right this is you need to be vigilant because you're watching your money here and so before you click on anything make sure you mouse over or uh, do you know check the source code for the link we'll put a screenshot that I took of a message I actually received pretending to be from slack along with the screenshot of what happened when I mouse over. We'll put that into the show notes so you can see and know what to look for. But uh, all of these uh, crypto companies that are using Slack and Telegram, they'll tell you they will they will never send a link to my Ether Wallet or Exodus or any of the places that you're going to store your coin. They'll never do that. So it you know it's like. I don't remember what PayPal will and won't do, but there's certain things that they will never send. They'll never ask for your password 
via email, for example. That's how you know it's a scam. So being alert is the number one thing. You need to guard your hen house because uh, they are the, the wolves are looking to get in there. Uh, now, along the lines of the kind of fishing that replicates um, uh, something that would steal from my Ether wallet are fake exchanges. And we're going to link to this article in the show notes from hackred.com that some scammer, crook, scum of the earth, hive of villainous person, barely a person. Douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say, but yeah. <laughs> they basically copied the look and feel of Bitrix.com, which is one of the leading exchange sites. And they then send out a link that the I in Bitrix is replaced with an L. Don't go. Don't go look at their site, okay? Because you might get malware or a virus. We're not going to link to the fake site. But you can go ahead and look at this article mm -hmm. that's all about it. Um, fake exchanges. Yeah, and I actually went there. Uh, I went to it on incognito mode. And Google is now picking it up as a deceptive site. So it says, deceptive site ahead. Attackers on Blitlix uh, may trick you into doing something dangerous like installing software or giving up your personal information. So, yeah, they Google is on it on that one. Don't do it. Don't fall for it. What's number three? Number three is mining schemes. So you have to pay attention to, to that as well. Mining schemes. Creator of Bitcoin mining schemes faces $12 million for a Ponzi scheme. So you've heard of Bitcoin. You've heard of Bitcoin mining. So this guy, this, this con man, he took advantage of the boom in Bitcoin to run bogus Bitcoin mining schemes. Uh, it looks like he was... Um, you know, pay him X amount of dollars and you have some Bitcoin mining in the cloud or something. Uh, and But it was all fake. He made about $12 million, or at least that's what his penalties are going to be from running these bogus schemes that uh, has been called a big Ponzi scheme. Yeah, basically the SEC issued a, uh, issued an, a statement that said, most investors paid for a share of computing power that never existed. So huge scam. Now, there are mining companies that are legitimate, but I, I feel like if you're going to mine, do it yourself. It seems like giving somebody else your money to rent time on their machines, you just have no idea what's going to happen. And there are a number of other companies that are listed in this article, including GAW Miners and Zen Miner, that have been shut down. So... Uh, you know, there is no easy money. This is investing that people are doing and mining Bitcoin is no, you know, you can't just print it. It uh, takes serious computer power to do it yourself. And I don't see much upside into yeah. paying somebody to mine it for you. And if you're so, doing it yourself, you know, just mining with your own computer. I mean, there's so many super powerful computers out there that are linked together that are that are going to have a, you know, a better chance at mining some of those coins. Uh, that's why they do say that pools, mining pools, are a, a good approach. But you're still using your own computer. You're still using your own device. But you're attached to a mining pool. That way, if anybody in that pool solves that block, then the reward is split up uh, based on how much computing power that you have. If there's like 
50 people, 50 computers on the network, they're not dividing it by, by 1 50th. They're dividing it by how much computing power uh, and hash power uh, the, by the, those individual devices. And so that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, so if I want to mine, I'm not going to pay somebody to do it on their machines. I'm going to mine my own business. Oh! Yeah, you need to mind your own business for a change, Joe Com. Thank you very much. I'll be here all weekend. And speaking of Ponzi schemes, another way that that is referenced is pyramids, right? We all know about the pyramid scheme where the people who are in first recruit others to get in and they pay the people up top and then they go tell people and they pay those people and the people upline from them get paid as well. Um, there's a story surrounding BTC solar and you need to be aware of a certain kind of coin. What kind of coin would that be, Travis? Uh, that would, that would be a crap coin. <laughs> That's not what you call it. You're trying to get it. me to cuss again. Cause <laughs> shit coins. Yes. You don't want, you don't want to get in those. Notice how Joel is so so saintly and makes me do the dirty work. I, like I just feel like you are the one that gets to give the show its explicit rating. In fact, I think I'm going to find a sound effect that's not going to beep out the curse word, but it's like going to afterwards. It's just going to highlight the <laughs> fact that it's there. Yeah. And it's going to be like a, <gasps> a gasp. Oh, no. Travis cussed again. So, yeah. So, so be careful about some of those. Now, there may be... I know I've seen some other ones that are popping up, some uh, some network marketing ones that may or may not be a scam. But I tell you what, the, when you're when you're in a deal where there's a pyramid and there's somebody at the top getting paid, you don't want to be the ones at the bottom. That is for sure. Um, and if you're the ones at the top, then you're the ones that's probably going to jail. So it's best to be near the top, I guess. Yeah. So this particular <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. This um, uh, BTC Solar they say was a kind of different because they had some funding uh, at the start of it, but it got it got kind of weird. Uh, the story on CryptoCoinNews.com, which you will find in the show notes, says the site's operators very vaguely promised to invest funds into the solar energy market and return proceeds to the investors. For the originator of the scam, it was a high-yield investment instrument. He invested money to get advertising on places like CCN, and they made over 100 bitcoins in the execution of the scam. Uh, But these are profitable. They are criminal uh, pursuits, and you just got to watch out for them. Again, if it's too good to be true, probably is. So... Uh, that's another thing to watch out for to not get scamified by people is uh, these coins that something doesn't smell right. And finally, uh, there's been a number of stories recently out there, Travis, about coins just being stolen outright. And one just broke. uh, Actually, it seems like they break pretty regularly but uh, there's one here, CoinDash. Yeah, and actually, ICO. this story actually broke on the day that we launched our first uh, episode. So hackers stole $7 million 
uh, in Ethereum when uh, when CoinDash was uh, was in the middle of their initial coin offering, and um, it was it was a pretty substantial breach. And uh, you know, ICOs we talked about those uh, a couple episodes ago. And so CoinDash and, and Israeli startup they were raising capital and they had their own tokens. They were they they were on um, the exchange the, the crypto exchange. They were on Ethereum, uh, which is similar. They said it's similar to Bitcoin, obviously. But what happened was. Somebody had gone on to the coindash.io's website and they edited the address for sending those investments to their address and it was unde- it was undetected by CoinDash so once they launched their ICO you know millions of dollars were then funneled into the unknown perpetrators um, Ethereum account, and I don't know if they've if they've caught that guy yet or that group. Well, I don't know how you do right. These addresses are anonymous, right? They're not connected to a person. In fact, you can go and look up the hacked address and see the tokens that are sitting there. And there's really nothing that anybody can do about it, to my knowledge, because I'm sure they've probably transferred or sold the tokens that were stolen as quickly as they could. If you're a thief, you're not going to let it sit there. You're going to go ahead and and send it to other accounts and cash out as quickly as you can. Yep. And then there was another another news story that that pop, that uh, that happened as well where hackers stole about 32 million dollars in Ethereum. Uh, that was that actually happened that same week that we launched our podcast and uh, so there's a smart contract You're not making a connection there, are you? I mean, uh, that's the second time you said it happened when we launched our podcast. Yeah. And yeah, so so you guys no responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just coincidental, but we didn't talk about it then because we were just starting the show out we were building the foundations of you know the the whole crypto space and so we wanted to talk about it eventually and this is the episode that we're that we're talking about it so there's a smart contract coding company called parity and there's a few different coins that use parity uh, in their wallets right and so about 150,000 ether uh, worth about 30 million or so was stolen by this vulnerability that was within that those those wallets that used this this parity software and um, so that was a that was a big challenge and they said overall that maybe almost 370 something thousand were maybe vulnerable as well that tells you gang watch your coins protect your wallet protect your private keys and thanks for listening to our show. Hopefully it's been helpful for you today. You know, latest reviews on iTunes. Chief Minikey wrote, Abide, dudes. <laughs> Little reference there to a film that you guys may be familiar with. And CD Alien said, These guys are so easy to listen to and able to make the whole cryptocurrency thing possible to understand. Appreciate the dumbing down of the tech talk into something I can use. Truly is bad. And that's because we are ourselves kind of dumb in figuring this stuff out we're not dumbing it down we're just you know trying to understand it you know what i'm saying here Clint? we're trying to smarten <laughs> it up a little bit we're uh, trying to fancy yeah. up the joint we'd love to hear from you write us at bad crypto podcast at gmail.com of course so we told you about uh, the reviews that we appreciate and uh please share the episode share the love 
just listening is yeah. fantastic, and we are grateful. Uh, but if feel free to call in to our phone number, 708-885-9030, and use your name if you want to, and ask a question or leave comments or be really entertaining. Like, if you entertain us and make us laugh, then you might just end up in a future episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Yeah, that would be awesome. I want to add one thing. is uh, So we've given out the lumens right we went through and we gave out the first 100 a couple episodes ago uh, last episode we gave out another 100 what i noticed is there was only three names that looked like they were female <laughs> so i would say recommend bad crypto to a female friend because we want to get where's them all home. the crypto we, chicks what's all the where's crypto all chicks at crypto I mean, chicks i know <laughs> The Crypto Chicks. That could be its own podcast. You could get yourself a couple Crypto Chicks out there. Do your own show. Get all the ladies in the house and have a Crypto Chick party. Bitcoin babes. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you. Until next time, say it, Travis. Say it. Stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.